0: bored in the suburbs is proudly brought to you by baby cage for all your baby containment needs it's baby cage now made with real steel made by real americans no pussies but they sure do like to grab it and pound it hello my name is sean lavelle and this is my podcast bored in the suburbs and here with me today is my friend and guest
1: my name is max feldman
0: Thanks for joining me today, and we'll start a little conversation. Yeah, for sure. This is our technically our, our first... Um,
1: Except for the lost episode. Yeah, the lost the, episode. The mythical um, lost episode. Yeah,
0: and I have a theory behind that. I think the the A-Squad from the future realized that we were going to create such a... a um, what's the term? A
1: butterfly effect no
0: not a butter oh uh, a paradigm shift oh with our our first broadcast because it was so pure genius they sent some kind of like techno signal back in time and and just scrambled that that file um so yeah Mm. so like this like board in the suburbs is this podcast that i first wanted to do a podcast because like after graduating um from UC with my MFA and you, you graduate from there too. Yes,
1: sir. Same. Yeah. Same place. Same Um, interesting experience.
0: You found a a real job afterwards. Yeah. I did not, but luckily my wife was smart and she actually pursued a career that guarantees her a job. She's a a doctor. Um, It's everyone's wife. She's amazing. Yeah. And so we also started to be foster parents, so it, it, we made the decision that I'll just be like a stay-at-home dad, yeah. but staying at home talking to a baby and two dogs all day makes Sean not a dull boy, but really weird boy. Um, <laughs> so I just, like, you know, just looking up stuff online, but then I, I came across um, Joe Rogan's Mm-hmm. podcast. You you familiar with uh, Joe Rogan?
1: I'm vaguely familiar. Uh, it's not something I've really delved into much.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, he's done other things, but this podcast, it's really it's a really cool format cuz it's just very conversational and right. it goes on for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversation le- like kind of dictates the time. And I like that because um I don't know famous people, but I know everyone I know is pretty interested. Or I think everyone is interested in their own way. I think people just Need to be asked the right questions. Even people who think they're dull, you know, yeah. you just have to ask the right questions. Cause like the, cause it's the idea that like there's no difference between me and you and the people who built the pyramids. We didn't. We don't have bigger brains. We're not stronger than them. It's just you do it. Right. So everyone, everyone has that inherent ability to do stuff, and huh. interest in stuff, and and like really cool stuff. I like that. Yeah. Just like art. Like people might have a predisposition right. to art, but. You have to work at it, you mm-hmm. know. So it's it's that um, idea that, oh, you're so talented. It's like, well, I didn't spring forth from my mother's womb yeah. doing what I do today.
1: Yeah, um, I know that was something that always people are like. Oh man, I, I I just don't have that talent. It's like I appreciate that you think I'm talented. That's really great, but also. I really like for you to acknowledge the fact that I've been pulling twelve hour days for like six months yes. and I've worked my ass off for this.
0: Well no one says that to like like there's people who are good with numbers, like kids good, who are good at math. Yeah. But if they become an accountant, no one says, Oh, you're such so talented, you're an accountant. Yeah. It's like no, they they they, they crunched the numbers. They did the work. They enjoyed it. Right. Um, like my, my father in law. He's really good at numbers. Numbers fall out of his head. Like, percentages and stuff. That's wild. Yeah, where I, I have to work at it. But mm-hmm. I, I could be better at numbers. I'm just a big, lazy person when it comes to numbers, you know. Um, so, yeah, this idea, I wanted to do this podcast, um, just to take up time. But, like, I have always been obsessed with, like, the suburbs since I was a kid. Right. Because, so I, I a little bit about my background is I grew up in a single-parent family. My father died when I was seven. My mother worked at a school for kids with developmental disabilities. She never made a lot of money. Definitely times when, like, my mother was crying when she did the bills. and But I lived, like, literally two blocks away from the end of the city, and then there's the suburbs. But, like, and my cousin lived in the suburbs probably maybe a 20-minute walk away, five-minute drive. Mm -hmm. Same thing, though. Like, grew up just him and his mom. But, like, everything just seemed so much better. Like, the schools were better. Right. Um... And so this idea of like the suburbs almost being like the the homeland for the white people, you know, and like so as I got older, I um I get just like was obsessed with it. But you learn more about the suburbs, and ultimately and that ultimately developed into my the thesis I did for my MFA, mm-hmm. and it was just funny along the way along the way like the different things that came up with doing a thesis about the suburbs. But yeah, like even like my my thesis paper is just like twenty pages of just research about the suburbs, yeah, and tying that to art, you know. That's fascinating. I yeah. love your work. Yeah. Did you ever read my thesis paper? No, I never got a chance to. It's on my website. I, I published it as blogs. I broke it down into pieces as blogs. All I did was remove the um, the citations because it, it got kind yeah. of cumbersome. Right. But at the end, uh, one the final uh, it was like it's uh, America, the beauti- America the beautiful, America the beautiful. Is the title of the pot? It's a series, and at the fi- the final blog entry is actually all the, the the books and articles and stuff I wrote. So yeah, I um if anyone wants to read it, it's seanlevellart I'll I to read it. Yeah, man, um, that's
1: awesome. Um, I guess uh, a little bit of my backstory um, and what I sort of I guess bring to the table besides just being a a foil. Um, so I, uh, I grew up in sort of back and forth between suburbs and not suburbs. And even when it wasn't suburbs, it was still pretty suburban. So grew up in, you know, born into just classic like cookie cutter subdivision. When I was about four, my folks were like, we want to get out of the quote unquote city, which was just Corrine Township. And then they bought a small farm up in Lebanon, Ohio. As it's, it's a pretty rural town, but it sits basically like a halfway point between two cities between Cincinnati and Dayton. So it's end of the suburban sprawl for each of them. So it's not fully rural is the best way to put it. It's okay. it's a little antique town. If, okay. if you've ever been to, to Lebanon it's a, it's it's a little antique I, town and Yeah. It's the, it's not that far from here. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it keeps failing at antiques and all yeah. kinds of stuff. It's yeah. and there's a lot of really cool history to the town. Um so I grew up in a pre-Civil War farmhouse and then we got sick of the construction life of it and then uh, and then we built a a new home in a subdivision i I know better than that too
0: uh we built yeah stop stop tapping on stuff it picks up in the mic man i'm sorry i know Um, like this is low budget this is all my wife would allow me to afford this mic an existing (laughs) computer and this table i pulled out of the garage i know i'm I'm a slave to her checkbook i've got better mic etiquette than that too i screwed up um My podcast will be very conversational and, like, very little editing. So if you – That's perfect. Yeah, if you get to – if if you're listening to this and you get to this point, you're like, oh, this this is dumb. Uh, This is what it's going to be. So I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, no, you're fine. Please, thank you. Um, And so there's a subdivision house
1: that's, like, about as suburban as it gets. Like, here's the model home where you go and you sit here and plan what sort of – Railing, you want to go over the awning on the porch, and do you want a gabled roof or a hip roof? Which do you want? Because that will set you apart from everyone else. What color keys do you want on the corners of the house? So, but what's funny though is during this time I was homeschooled though, so it was this like,
0: I forget, I always forget you were homeschooled for a while. I know, I'm such a
1: well-adjusted young man for being homeschooled. Uh, Never bit anybody. No. Outside of when I was like seven and I was a velociraptor for a while. But that's a different well, thing. Well, That's yeah. normal. Uh, yeah, I was, so I was homeschooled during this whole thing. So it was this weird uh, dichotomy going on where it's like we live in this very suburban cookie cutter thing. But I didn't grow up necessarily as a suburban cookie cutter kid uh, in it, which was kind of interesting. And it wasn't because – it was just because the schools weren't great. It wasn't because, you know – we believe nothing but the Bible and the Remington rifle, and you know. Yeah,
0: I met your I met your parents. They're they're definitely. Like oh, yeah. not... I've known people who are homeschooled, and their families, they can be strange individuals. Yes. Not all of them, because clearly you are homeschooled, and, and you're, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I went to uh, high school just back in. Well, I wouldn't say totally normal school. I went to an all boys high school for that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's something that honestly I credit it with a lot of my personal development because.
0: The, the, the boys' school? You know, uh, too, that,
1: maybe? but also the uh, the homeschooling, yeah. because uh, I was homeschooled through middle school. So during the time where everybody's so easily influenced by everybody else, I only defined myself as myself. And so moving forward throughout the rest of my life, I never really felt this urge to change myself to fit in. It was just like, that's just me, so I don't really... Care. I'm just friends with the people I'm friends with and that's all that matters to me. So yeah, it's been, it's been sort of an interesting, so I grew up in that, in a lot of those like very suburban things, but with a very different uh, understanding of it all.
0: And this is what I, I like about the, the suburbs is because like it has such a, it's just so it's an American thing. Like I've, I've talked to people who've traveled the world and the only places you find suburbs like here in this country is here in Australia. Really? Yeah. Um. Like Europe. They have suburbs, but not, like, here. No. Because, like, right now I think about half of the population of the of the United States lives in what could be defined as the suburbs. Okay. And then you think about the other half lives in, like, very urban areas or rural areas. Right. And the suburbs are, are getting to the point where, like, it's not just like, oh, this is where people live. It's like, 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 like Anaheim is a city, but, like, there's no city center in right. places like that. But it's just like, or like Mason, you know, because in this area it's like... Right. It just keeps going on and on and on, and they, they have, like, major industries. They have, like, right. businesses like Blue Ash. But Blue Ash is a city, but it's that idea that, like... Yeah, there's no w- city center. There's yeah. not, like, a town square. Yeah. Like, older um, America definitely has, like, this is a center here. And, um, but like but that idea of, like... Like the suburbs have different things going on, different stories. Um, but it very much, I think it defines this country because it's very much the, like the growth of the suburbs happened after World War II. Right. And like that was the American century. Which it's funny if like the, the term American century literally refers to after World War II, the, the second half of the 20th century. Right. Like it literally it refers to 50 like, years. Yeah, 50 years. But it's the American century. That's fascinating. Yeah, because before World War Two, Europe was still the dominant powers. Like America was a thing, but right. Europe was still the dominant powers. Right, very much uh, so. A- yeah, but after it's you know, and then the twenty first century now, it's it, we're not number one for certain things, but like dipping we're not dipping back down pretty hard again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, but I think that the, 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 there's stories in the suburbs. They're not.
1: Oh, very much so. Yeah. and and the uh, the traveling that I have done. Actually, I was just having a conversation about this. Before. Before I came here today was uh, what we found to be beautiful about uh, like the time I spent in Germany and uh, Sweden was that you would get on a train to go from one city to another and you would go through the city and then suddenly there was just no city anymore and that was it and then it's just green space and then you get to a town and then you leave that town and then there's another town and it's just like they're, they're it's very modular and self-contained yeah. there's, no, there's not this urban sprawl there's this idea like well that's where the town ends so it, that's it yeah. Like, and they they actually keep the rest of it separated, so you have this much more. I mean, granted everything's closer together in mm-hmm. Europe, but it's much more insular in a sense, or at least self-contained. And there, there's something interesting about that. There's not this weird meshing going on, like where I said I grew up, where it's like, is it Dayton? Is it Cincinnati? It's like
0: yeah. It's and and I think we're on the where like there's a lot more like gentrification going on. Mm-hmm. At one point, like the suburbs were very much middle class, like predominantly like white. Um, America, but now, like, a lot of, like, wealthier people are developing um, cities, like, you know, in Cincinnati, like the Over the Rhine area, and, like, uh, Walnut Hills is starting to show signs of that. Um, Yes, very much so. Northside. Northside, but those people who lived there were low income. They're getting pushed out to the suburbs because, like, when me and my wife moved down here, my wife is from this area. I'm from Buffalo, New York. We were, her parents were driving us around, and, like, you know there's are certain areas where like it was definitely like the suburbs but like her dad's like ah this area's not it's going downhill because of like this is where people are getting pushed out to and like how is that going to affect like the makeup of this country or even like the politics of this country because predominantly you know if you look at a map of the election cycle midterms um, midterms are just over with you know it's like urban areas blue rural areas red right suburbs purple Yes. um but what happens when you have people who low-income people who predominantly were like vote blue like are now mixed in with people who are like more affluent who like vote red like right like they were talking about suburban women big thing in the, the elections and like yeah it's just like it's really interesting how like how's America gonna move forward because like we have such like they um you just don't you can't get along but I think that's part of it is like you have people who they are used to growing up in a suburb but everyone looked just like them and right. now there's a family who doesn't look like them. They're clearly lower income, their housing is going down. Like you should, like where I'm from Buffalo, it's not a it's definitely not as affluent as like Cincinnati is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see those like older suburb that were after like World War II, spraying up, like a lot of those places are going downhill, right? With it, because they touch the area close to the city that's low income. So yeah, and there's lots of like, like I think racial tensions could it could are going to ramp up because of that. And I think maybe that's part of it too. Like people are afraid. People are like older people, or people who are just like not used to dealing with anyone other that, that doesn't look like them. It's easy to oh, to it's, play on those fears. I mean
1: that's that's where in in my experience from what I've seen all of the all of these tensions arise from. It's just the lack of exposure because it's I mean it's like you get the really I mean obviously there's the really awful like virulent aggressive racism Mm -hmm. but then there's the weird racism when they're trying to be positive if if you get what I'm saying where uh when they when there's people in the suburbs and rural areas uh who have never really encountered anybody of a different race before they're just exposed to those who are white and look just like them and it's, it's like white bread all around Like, you know, it's wonder years. And then you encounter somebody of a different race and you get to know them when all you have is, or, well, you're one of the good ones. Yeah. Oh my, that's, that's wild to me because it's, they think that, oh, I just happened to meet one of the few good ones when really all it is like, you just met one and discussed with somebody of a different race. And that's all it is like, oh, wait a minute. They... Are their own person with their own agency and their own experiences, and they're just trying to get their way through life, just like me. And that's that's wild to me that it's and there's just a real push lately to continue retreating inward more, yeah. And it's and not thinking outside of oneself, like the whole concept of uh, psychologically of Sonder. Are you familiar with Sonder? It is the crushing overwhelming sensation of vastness when you are like sitting on the subway for example or sitting on a bus and you look at every one of those people on the bus and you realize they have the same depth of experience in their day that you do
0: okay i, I know that i know that feeling yeah i when i was a kid i used to do that like driving around i would see someone and it would freak me out because i be like that person is a human being they're thinking and it would weird me out as a kid. It's, it's, I would I would have panic attacks as a kid because of that. It's terrifying. Yeah, and it's and it's normal that like I found like with my interest in the suburbs moving forward at the MFA is that because I, I had this conversation the very first time with a, a professor, and I'm like I was interested in the suburbs. Like to me, it's a totally different culture. And his response was like, "Yeah, you want a different culture? Go to India." And I'm like that the. the endurance and the arrogance of that statement is you, you just don't get it is that like we are a nation and the idea of like the melting pot we're not like i mean it's more like a like a toss salad that people just keep throwing more stuff in and that's there's nothing wrong with that but we need to recognize that there's very distinct cultures and but that's how like like this country has always been mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, but I think that's part of the reason like people talk about like with like the Trump supporters, where did they come from well here i am. i'm a I'm not a trump supporter, I'm a very liberal guy, and like I'm talking about like I grew up like low income single parent, the suburbs fascinate me because it seems like another world, another culture right, and this professor shit on me, yeah. The first time I met the guy instead of asking me why he and here's the thing he didn't even know anything about my background no, he didn't know anything he just shit on me he and just it's assumed. like pardon me like to this day thinks, like would he have said that if i wasn't white you right. know i mean like that's a real general I hopefully he would have because if you're going to like judge someone on their idea like don't include their color but yeah at least commit to yeah. like but like that idea it's like you have no idea who I am what if I was an orphan or something but it's like
1: yeah i mean that's that's where it all came from i mean i i tend to be you know very left leaning in all of my policies and my views on things but Damn if I really just don't want to assign myself to any party because Yeah. Because I, I sit there and it's like, hey, maybe we treat other people like people. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Which there's a, a side that's not doing that at all. But then at the same time, there's this weird like dismissive quality that happens yeah. with I mean just the whole term like flyover state. That's yeah. like whoa. Like yeah. I mean, no wonder there's never a blue state like in the West. Like, yeah. a, a, until you get to the coast. Yeah. It's just like, if you look at, s- like, the central part of America, it's it's all red because there seems to be a, a, a lack of care and a, a lack of willingness to understand. Yeah. Which is, is interesting. Now, I don't think there's any excuse for somebody treating another human being as being less than human. We have to realize it's just an educational and exposure issue most times mm-hmm. where it's like, say, they're living out in Nebraska mm-hmm. are not really worried about what's happening to any inner city kids in we'll say Boston mm-hmm. because
0: why should they, why
1: Why would they like yeah. they're, they're they're thousands of miles away? Yeah. Like, they that's... have their own problems. Exactly. And, yeah.
0: It's like, I, I was listening to uh, I think it was NPR or something. And they were talking about how like, the idea of people live in bubbles, and this guy's like, "Well, we all live in bubbles." Right. And the idea that like people out in like rural Nebraska, they don't know what it's like to be a, a black person growing up in the inner city. Neither right. do I. And I, exactly. I grew up I'm in no a city, either. low income. And I think it was funny because a lot of the people in the, that I grew up with, like, they definitely had a far more traditional family, and they, they were not white, and mm-hmm. like people always thought i came from a more affluent family because of where i got on the bus because oh, there, there was like this little sliver of property mm-hmm. that was like very high income i just got on the bus there and right. they thought i was one of them and i'm like no i i, I hoofed it two blocks the other way <laughs> they hoofed it two blocks that way and like that was where like the really Right, like, and I was just like hoofing it through areas where, like, oh, that that house is boarded up, right. you know. So yeah, but yeah, it's that, I, yeah, it's just interesting that um, the way we think of the world, and um, but yeah, but like, and I think that's like, you know. So recently, I've been like um, listening to Jordan Peterson. He does a narration of his book um, Twelve Rules, mm-hmm. and um, I, because I, I, are you familiar with Jordan Peterson? No. You might look into him because he's he's, oh. he's a public, he's the, he's been, a lot of people think he's the best public intellectual there is right now. He's a professor in the University of Toronto, and he just goes around and he, like, a lot of times, what I know him from. Is this the manliness guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he, oh, okay. uh, he trashes, like, he, <sighs> every time he seems to come up, he's trashing some, something that, like, that's not absolute machismo or something. It just seems like that's a shtick now, but I but, like, I'm listening to him narrate his book, and it, it, it's not that, but I think he's caught up in that kind of wave of, like, Trump and stuff. Yeah. But it's just funny because he seems like the typical, like, academic to me, and even though, like, he kind of portrays himself as not, because right. he goes around, right, mm-hmm. kind of, like, pooping on, you know, academia and saying, like, oh, it's, like, limiting freedom of speech, and it's very dogmatic, which academia is very dogmatic and like let's face it we're two white guys that were in in the fine arts program like i people would like say things all the time that i'm like that's actually really sexist towards a man but like it's okay for you to say that yeah um and but yeah and, and it's just like i'm just sitting there i'm like you know what no one else no other career allows you to maintain your job travel the world produce like books of social media where you're trashing the very industry you work for and, and you don't even have to be good at your day-to-day job function yes yes go on social media and trash your, your employer right now you're fired exactly I, exactly I get fired in a heartbeat I Like, but only in academia can you do stuff like that. Right. Or politics. Yep. You know, you can be a politician and trash, poli- like, government and still work for the government. But it's those two things. And, like, I'm just, it's just funny because I've gotten to, like, like, Twitter debates with, like, his followers. And, like, some of these people are very cult-like. Yeah. And their devotion to him, like i'll like i'll comment on something he posts and they start like Do you know how like his book how many people he's helped he's he's helped so many people i'm like i'm not talking about his book man he made that comment let's just talk about that comment yeah but i think you know people like him and like like the whole trump thing they're not causes they're um symptoms the sim- yeah thank you symptoms yeah. i couldn't think of. they're just symptoms of, of these kind of ideas that yeah like, i want to like get into talking about things and like the idea of the suburbs it's like very much the suburbs are like america they're they're beautiful but they're it's grotesque it's functional but it's dysfunctional mm-hmm. all these it's just a, such a dichotomy it's a terrible place for adults to live because it's very boring but it's a great place to raise children because it's so just kind of like homogenous and very stable right so yeah but it's like I, you know i was for my thesis defense i was talking with um one of the the professors and, and and he's like I'm I'm looking at places in the suburbs. I got two kids. I need better school system. Yep. You know, and it's like you can't argue that. No, you can't. There's no way so, around it
1: unless you're willing to pay through the nose for private education. Yeah. Which in Cincinnati is, means you go to Catholic school. Yeah. So yeah,
0: and like um nothing wrong with Catholic school. I and mean, that's what you, I did for high school. Yeah. So, but not everyone can afford right. Like living in a nice place and additional of Those, that tuition
1: rate keeps going up. Yeah it's pricey yeah yeah I'd, I'd like to send you know if i had boys i'd like to send them to the same all boy school i went to just because it it preached a whole other centered viewpoint that mm-hmm. was really wonderful so i credit that with a lot of my development too is they really push the whole men for others was actually the whole that was the school motto yeah it, it was it was like it
0: was men for and with others that was yeah. the whole point point. And, and i think because we live in like To quote Trump, the most dangerous time for men, which is ridiculous. God, It's this weird, like the hashtag me too movement, which it's like, listen, if, if, if something has happened to you and you feel like you can't step forward, that's just terrible. Yeah. But there are people who are like taking that movement too far. And like, there needs to be some kind of like, where people are like, listen, if some dude touched you in a way you didn't like say something and like it should be taken seriously oh yeah but like that's not an attack on 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 manhood that's that's a person doing something to another person that's an attack on improper behavior like yeah
1: i I don't know maybe just try and be a human to other humans yeah like, like i it's wild because there are uh you know people say like oh well you know you chances are you know a guy who's like this and i'm like none of my friends are like this but then it's like friends of friends Mm-hmm. You'll hear them have conversations or just like the way they talk to their significant other. And it's like, hold on. Like, wait yeah. a minute. Like I've, I've made a point of surrounding myself with people like me mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you treat your partner with the utmost respect and yeah. they are your equal. They're your partner. That is your go-to yeah. person. And then hearing how other people communicate sometimes with their significant other. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. like, yeah. And then it's, it's this moment where it's like, oh, these are the people that are being talked about with this stuff. Or like I I hear stuff where it's like, you know, mansplaining. I'm like, "Oh my god, what a ridiculous term." Blah blah blah, yada yada yada. First time I heard it. Then I mean, it was something stupid. <laughs> like I think uh I was like playing video games one night mm-hmm. and this guy got on and he proceeded to explain to me how to play this game that I've been playing for multiple years and it was honestly better than him at. Not that that is neither here nor there. Yeah. But it's and I was just like I'm being I'm a man and I'm being mansplained to. Yeah. Like, holy shit, this yeah. is a thing.
0: What the fuck? Well, and I yeah, and I think that that it's that I like. I think that's it. It's just like I've known people who have treated women terribly. Yeah, right. And like I I'm, I don't associate with them. But here and here's the weird thing: I've known someone who like I really was uncomfortable with the way they they would treat like significant others, but they were a really nice person to me. Yeah, and it's like it's weird. It's, it, it's weird. It's like you're really nice to me you're very and then like there wasn't like physical abuse Mm -hmm. but it was just like definitely like that's you're kind of being a shit to that person right now right but you're like really nice to me i'm so and and i I totally get how people can defend someone who's accused of something terrible exactly because it's like hitler was nice to people not everybody (laughs) that's but that's the thing like there's very few people who are truly terrible to everybody right and it's like that idea is like people can do terrible things but they can also do really nice things so don't and i think with like the whole brett kavanaugh thing um this was my take on it um i don't know what happened mm-hmm. i and i think both of them can actually be telling what they believe is the truth right. but it's still not what really happened because you're you're dealing with something that happened a long time ago and the idea of like why would she do this well people do things for weird real, weird reasons mm-hmm. but like what you know? But then they like, well, she's benefited from it. Is she? No, it's she's a, it's, still being harassed. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. It's um, terrible. But people like really got dogmatic and entrenched, and it just like ripped things apart. Um, like my in-laws, I had this conversation with them, and like they were like kind of picking on the way her voice sounded, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's kind of childish. Like you don't know. Oh yes, I I know that she's lying. I'm like, no, you don't. There's right. no way for you to know. No. You don't know Brett Kavanaugh personally. If you knew right. him personally and you said I don't believe it, you could st- t- he could still do something. Right. You don't know it because right. like like I said like my friend really nice to me. If I never saw it, I would never if I would never believe that he was capable of stuff like this. Yes, but he was.
1: Yeah. So, and to me that whole situation which I I I personally will never know the answer on unless yeah. they release a, a whole dossier on the entire situation. Yeah. I mean, I I think that a a lot of it boils down to if if a person truly feels wronged, whether or not you did something wrong, you should still take responsibility and apologize. Yeah. That's massive in itself, like that level of decency. And then just the way he handled himself is like, okay, well, you're just a dick. Yeah. on top of that, like, oh, you're going to handle the fact that this woman has basically said you ruined a large chunk of her life mm-hmm. by being aggressive like come on yeah. that's that's something i i don't have any patience for that's yeah the, the level of the lack of self-reflection that people exhibit when just realizing how they can
0: affect others and uh, i had a problem with that too because like people were like well he's being accused of things it's like yeah just be, just because you're accused of something doesn't it doesn't mean you can act however you want, right? You know, like if I accused you of like hitting my car, mm-hmm. you couldn't punch me in the face, exactly. But again, I I think it's one of those things. Like I, who who knows? Like he's he's a different person, and like that's you know moving on. But I think it was a very political thing, and oh, I think that's the problem. Completely. And like both sides were playing some like political games. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just very interesting. Like just the way things are. Um, it's a
1: very confusing
0: time. It is. It is because and, there's
1: this very obvious like problem. Like there's a very there's very obvious problems with solutions that are not obvious, which is really strange. Because, and, and I think that's something we're having a hard time with in our nation is because it's uh, the we we're used to have like I don't know if we think about like the the America cent the century of America or yeah. America century what was it you said yeah
0: the yeah the yeah, American the
1: American century. century is think about like a lot of people talk about the greatest generation and everything Mm -hmm. during that. Think about how amazing that was for a national identity though, where it was like they're fucking Nazis. Mm -hmm. I mean, there it is. There's your bad guy. Yeah. Go beat them. And we did. And it was like, hell yeah. We found a problem. We fixed that problem. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, uh, things are working. Then we had the,
0: yeah, we had the cold war, the Russians, they were defeated And think about now, like, I'm all for, like, we need to have secure borders, but those people are still walking here. They're probably about a month away. We're sending the army to the, like... so dumb. like, think about it. Like, even if, like, let's say, like, 2% of them are, like, ISIS, which I... (laughs) Here's my thing. Like, if you were ISIS, why would you send, get people in through, like, these people who are walking here and, that like, all this attention is on them? If I was ISIS, this is what I would do. I'd have a guy... I'd make him, like, a normal immigrant, come in, have him live in the suburbs, and then, like, five years after establishing himself, then do crazy shit. Because terror works when you're comfortable. Right. They look for soft targets. The border is not a soft target right now. Right. So why would they continue to have those people come I mean, through? It's, it's just That's my, because I hear that all the time, and it's like, listen, like, we shouldn't allow people just to come across the border. That's ridiculous. Um, But just... just think about it for a second if you were a terrorist you would look for the softest target oh, i yeah. would look i would not send people who are like high profile the president's tweeting about them like like two three times a day it seems like you know like you want to stop them from just walking across the border that's fine but i don't don't think that like the terrorists are 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 sending them in that way cuz why would they i've not even heard that argument oh i've heard it i've heard it
1: so they think that they're making the migrants walk Mm -hmm. thousands of miles. And ISIS is in there, or terrorists are in there with them. And terrorists are in there with
0: them. Yeah. Like, Trump said he knew it, then he didn't know it. It's like, that's just weird, too. Like, we live in a time where, like, facts, i like, again, I'm a liberal person, but, like, I don't know how, if you support Trump and his policies, that's cool, but, like, when you start hearing people say things like alternate facts and, like, everything is fake news, it's like, you know what, if something is untrue then present the facts that disprove it. Exactly. But it's like instead that kind of just kinda... screaming fake at people, yeah. like that's not how it works. Because clearly some of his policies like the economy is booming, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a fact, you know. But the 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 stock market has also been going up since 2009 through the Obama administration. Right. That is also a fact. But it has took a huge upswing after Trump, but recently it's it's kind of correcting itself. Things are fact if it goes a little bit against your your views of the world. Just accept it as a fact and say, "Well, you know what, you know, you can never be proven wrong if you're always willing to learn something or to exactly you know, and and people too many people just like are so sure and they d- but no one likes being proven wrong and and, <laughs> I, and that's I welcome of... it personally. Yeah, but like I, there's I a love, different. I love learning something new. I, I don't. I never.
1: And this is a. Uh... This actually goes back to another sort of funny thing where you read, uh, they, they sort of like break down the basics of like uh, interaction based on uh, uh, sex, mm-hmm. where it's like they, they say, for the most part, those who are uh, women tend to, uh, what is it, they communicate for the building of relationships, mm-hmm. and they say men communicate to assert dominance, which I'm like, what the hell? That sounds like a bunch of assholes. And then... I see how most people, like, how a lot of guys, like, argue and stuff like that. Where it's like, personally, I don't enjoy arguing. Mm -hmm. I like debating in the interest of expanding my worldview. Yeah. If somebody's like, yeah, well, but here's this article. And I'm like, well, shit, I had no idea. Yeah. Now I
0: know that. And that's great. My God. Yeah. It's that idea, like, every, there's a kernel of truth in every stereotype, but you become ignorant or um, a bigot. When you just allow the stereotype to to stand in its entirety, right. despite the facts that contradict part of that stereotype, right? You know, and I, I think people just don't like they just don't want to be proven wrong. But again, like you, you're you won't be proven wrong if you're just open to learning something new. And like I would used to be very a very conservative person. I started working at a. I worked in manufacturing for eleven years, and I I saw this. I the ideas like I'm listening to like people like Rush Limbaugh talk, and I'm going to work, and I'm like, that is just like the reality of like trickle down economics does not seem to be working for these people who <laughs> yeah. you know. And it's like the idea of growing up like low income. My mother worked at a school for kids with developmental disabilities for 40 years. She died on her kitchen floor alone on government assistance, mm-hmm. okay? She worked for 40 years at a, at a job helping children with developmental disabilities, and yet she still had, like, government assistance. You can't say that she didn't work. Right. And, don't, and the idea, like, why didn't she get a better job? Well, then, so who's going to work, work with these children with de- developmental exactly. disabilities? She never made... I think the most she ever made in a year was $40,000, and I think that was only like, once or twice in her lifetime, right? That's yeah. not a lot of money, $40,000. And she raised two kids on that. And yeah. she also, part-time jobs, and at the school she worked at, she worked a full-time job, and then she picked up extra hours doing, like, calling in the um, the, the subs. So she would mm-hmm. get there at 5 in the morning and get home at, like, 3.34. So she was there almost 12 hours, at the school for 12 wow. hours. Um, and again, it's like, she was on government assistance, so it's like, your tech, like not everyone on government assistance is a is trying to get away with something, right? And that's what I hate about you know. And then like my personal interest in things like, you know, like the environment and nature and stuff. I've never understood why things like regulations that keep things like water clean is a bad thing. Oh, I I could go on and on about how absurd it is that we're
1: actively ignoring the fact that we're poisoning and killing ourselves and it's like this is the only green rock around yeah and
0: we're willing to damn it to hell yeah because well i think and i think this is one of those situations where it's like there are facts that are are true but then some people see those facts and like misinterpret them so they go way to the other way you know like with i'm interested in like permaculture Mm -hmm. and um do you know permaculture is Refresh me. Okay. So like I'm not like an, an expert, but although I am a certified permaculture designer. Yeah you are yeah. certified. So it's just a design Is that self sustaining? Yeah, it's self sustaining, but it's also like regenerative. It's I there's different different people have different take on the term permaculture. It's either permanent agriculture or permanent culture. And basically it's how do you it's it's simply it's like how do you maximize output of a system by minimizing input? Makes sense, right? It's like a a bit. You said that to like a dude with an MBA. They're like, "That's a great model." That is a great model. You know, for every two I put in, I get four or five coming out. And that's awesome. And so yeah, but you do it in with with like a nat- natural systems, you know, um, like plant and stuff like that. And I love I love how you pulled the cup off the table without making a noise. Yeah, I love it. I was thirsty and I didn't want to make any mistakes. Yeah, that's great. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, it's just like I I don't. I just don't understand that, but I think in within permaculture I I see people because it is a very much it's a a kind of like it's people driven like individuals and like just from like personal observations and some of this stuff is just like I'm like that's just bunk, you know like like biochar is this thing where it's basically is that Pokemon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, that's Charizard. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> you know, biochar is basically charcoal. And, like, the thing is, like, so it's like you take wood and you, you carbonize it. Okay. Um, And that carbon, you can sequester it in the soil. Like, soil can sequester carbon. Okay. You know, just like that's... Because plants take sunlight and carbon out of the atmosphere right. and makes more of, its, of itself. And so biochar... Was really. Bi- Let me know if this is boring you. Oh no, also. I'm fascinated. Um, so people are like, oh, we put in the soil, and you can take wood, and you char it, and you take different different plant biomass, and like you can start sequestering because like every year the plant will regrow, we'll slash it down, turn it to to biochar, and put in the soil increases the fertility of the soil. The plant grows again every year. Like they do it with like willows, they do it with like, like grasses. Like the sun and and the carbon in the atmosphere is there. That's Right. We're not providing that input; the plants are doing it themselves. We're just slashing it and increasing the soil fertility. The problem, though, with like things like biochar is it comes from like the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the t- term terra preta? No. So in the, the Amazon, and this, you know, um, there's lots of like things, that, like different things I'm pulling from here. But so there's places in the Amazon. The soil in the Amazon is very poor in rainforest because it wa- it rains so much and it literally washes. The nutrients out. Right. Um, but there's places in the Amazon where it basically has topsoil, the quality of like the Midwest, like in the, mm-hmm. the breadbasket of America, but it's completely man-made because people, the the natives of that there figured out how to take things like charcoal and like different products and like their own waste and like plant matter and they would bury it in these pits covered with soil and after a while It would through biological processes it would just be fertile really to this day um, so but part of them was they they would take charcoal and um, because it increases the soil carbon level and so they're like oh we'll we'll do that everywhere but the difference there is like we're you know so we're in southwest Ohio Mm -hmm. it's a totally different environment so what will work in the Amazon will it work here because we have a fall and winter the soil is not being pulled from Throughout the year, plants are drawing nutrients. It doesn't rain every day. We have cycles of rain and you know freeze and thaw and those things. And like every year, the leaves fall. They, they, they hit hit the ground. They start to decompose, but the soil has a time to rest. Right. And it's not the nutrients aren't constantly being washed out. So like I was reading this 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 article about how like in temperate climates, that's like where we live now, biochar might not actually work. But you hear about people selling buckets. It's basically buckets of charcoal for, like, 40 or $50. Oh, like a five-gallon bucket. It's like, I can go to the grocery store and buy just lump charcoal for a few bucks. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? You know, and, like, there's, there's, it's the way it's processed is the big difference. But, yeah, again, it's like, but it's that idea. Like, you take something that is true and people run with it. And I think some of the things with, like, global warming... Yeah, it's true, but some people like it's it's ignorant people or people who just like don't want to learn. It's willful ignorance. Yeah, you know they'll run with it and they'll start like shouting from like the the rooftops and like people who know better like oh you're wrong so clearly everything is wrong. It's like no, it's just like that something that one thing they're saying is wrong. Right. But, like we like to. It's all or nothing.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a thing now where both sides like ah you said one thing I don't agree with so you as a person. You're just a completely wrong individual. Yeah. Like, ah, wow. No, that's not how that works. Like people are multifaceted on both sides of the aisle and in yeah. bo- all walks of
0: life. Yeah. And it's. I don't know. Yeah. It's- like like my my wife's um, cousin is married to this guy. He uh, he's from Indiana, like like small town Indiana. Very conservative guy. I love talking with him because it's like there we there's lots of things we agree on. There's things that we are, like we, we're like, we get within, like, half an inch or, like, a quarter of an inch, and then it stops, but that's close enough to say, like, okay, like, that little bit there, we're not going to freak out about that because, well, where are we going to argue about that? But I think that's what we're missing in our society. more There's more people who are like that. It's just we have a weird political system where it's like you're either left, right, blue, red, you know, and that's it. I I'm, I'm like I really am one of those people who hope for, like, third, fourth party yeah. You know. I was actually just having a, a conversation about. Did you this. vote by the way on Tuesday? Yes, I did.
1: Okay. Because yeah. if
0: not, I was gonna hit you with something.
1: No, I voted. Yeah. Don't no vote. matter who
0: you voted for, just vote. No, I, I voted. Yeah. I voted. I
1: I did my my, my civic duty. All right. And uh, <laughs> it's just a little insight into to me as a person. I I really hate it when people foist their their wants, their beliefs onto me their desires onto me and intruding my space yeah i'm all about the whole the right to swing your arm stops where my nose begins and so i like that i like that i'm trying to walk into the rec center north avondale to vote there's this group of people outside with flyers and they're like oh here's here's this and like it's like here's just the the democratic uh candidates so you know you don't even have to look at the ballot you don't have to read the names and i'm like yeah i'm gonna vote for most of these people but fuck you yeah. For for doing this and like, oh, here's this card, vote yes on this. So I was like walking into the, the polling center very pointedly taking this handful of papers just like folding them all in on themselves and just like jamming them into the first trash can I got to, like yeah. clearly in view of all of them, like I'm going to do what I want, which is mostly in line with what you want me to do, but I'm going to do it on my own terms.
0: Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Well, here's my story about one of those people. So I'm staying home, dad. I watched I watched this um, this foster child, and they were asleep. And ding dong, and the two dogs freak out, right? Oh, and I'm no. like, oh boy, what's? So I go to the door, and I see this person pulling out of the driveway. So I'm like, well, maybe it's Amazon or a package, right? Which I hate when they ding the doorbell because it's like, unless you need to talk to me, don't hit the doorbell. Oh yeah. Because one day I am I see you pulling in. I'm going to be in my boxer shorts and or butt naked covered in butter. I'd be like, oh, you are you want ding-dong, huh? Here I am. Um, how about this ding-dong? Yeah, how about oh, this? Um, yeah, it's there. Yeah, just look. It's there, I swear. It's small, but it's there. Um, <laughs> it's stately. It's stately. It's stately. But then it happened again. And I'm like, it was the same person twice. And it, they wanted to put one of those flyers about, like, it's they are from the Democratic Party. And I'm like... And the, the great part is, I'm like I I, I voted absentee b- ballot, which is awesome. You ever vote absentee I ballot? Have. Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. I was it's, just bad and didn't get mine this time around, so I had to panic vote today or a panic vote on, on Tuesday. You know? I hope you didn't panic vote today. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually
1: broiled in a lawsuit right now. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Voter fraud. <laughs> you know, you're one of the 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 three million who which. is... Anyways No I'm Waxwell Feldman. Yeah, Waxwell yeah. <laughs>
1: Max Feldman with one N
0: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's that idea yeah, it's very and I'm I'm I think people I think if more people I think like cable news, that idea of like the the you know, infotainment which is funny because like my mm. truck has an infotainment center or newstainment, but it's infotainment. It's like news should not be entertaining. Oh, it no. should almost be boring. It's like think about like when you're learning math. Some people enjoy it, and that's cool, but most people should be bored by it yes. because it's it should not make you excited because if once you get excited, your emotions kick in, and you tend not to make very good decisions that way if you watch it like i know people the cable news is always running in the background and this has nothing to do with like their political beliefs but like that cable news is driving you because they they have to make you want to watch it exactly all the time it's all about ratings yeah have
1: you have you seen the second anchorman movie yes yeah as far as sequels go we won't get into that as far as just a movie as a whole we won't get into that though i did enjoy it but uh as far as a lampooning of 24-hour cable news yeah pretty spot on yeah uh, the with the the formation of GNN the global news network yeah and cuz ron got put on the the late night spot but he made a bet that he would get more views than the primetime guy yeah and so he there's like a car chase like in Montana and they're like uh yeah cut us footage and then somebody from the booth's like, speculate wildly about what's going on. It's like, uh, this man perhaps was involved in a number of murders and he's maybe been a, a drug dealer for years. And it's it's quite possible that he's, oh, it was, oh he's getting out of the car. It was just a confused old man. <laughs> yeah. And that like cut away from the breaking uh, interview with Veronica Corningstone and Yasser Arafat. Yeah. Because nobody cared about that. What the hell is going on with this car chase in Montana? Yeah. And, and, and that whole idea of like, their job is to make you watch more.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that's it. Yeah, hold on, I got, it. I got. It. My, my wife is sending me. So we're right now we're, we're recording in my in my basement studio. So I'm getting a message from my wife, whether or not vacuuming will will mess up the recording. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> um, I think it's this idea that like just because something is there and available, like it's we should really think about it. And I think like information constantly coming mm-hmm. at us is oh, one exhausting. of those things. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's not hard to to tuning out because you don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to... um, Hold on. If you hear my dogs in the background, it's probably because they hear you, Max. Yeah, no. um, They're not happy I'm here. They're happy when they get to see me, but... Yeah, yeah, they did. yeah. It's just like they're they're great dogs. It's just like yeah, they're they're not used to people. One day, like maybe if I like I actually this like actually more than just like people I personally know actually subscribe to this podcast, maybe I can like do something with it, you know. Yeah. Or you're you're getting in a home soon. I am. So, I and, can set up a little recording space for us.
1: Yeah. I can get some some foam crates to put on the wall too. Yeah. Lucy's pretty pretty
0: quiet. Yeah. So yeah. I thought about doing that, but you know, this is my, I like my, I like the, the suburban home ambiance. Oh no, it's beautiful know. down here. Yeah. You know, I got my, my bathroom with a, a shower and stuff. You know. got the, the fancy lights down here, the nice like backyard lights. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were on sale at Costco. They were on sale at Costco. So, God. you know. And here's the thing, I... love me some Costco. As much as I can bitch about the suburbs, I, I, I really do enjoy being a suburbanite. Because, like, where I grew up, like, seriously, where I grew up, there were, cars would be set on fire across the street from where I live. Yeah. Like, like stolen cars, they would dump it, because at the end of our street, there was old train tracks that mm. were not used, and so there's a big field. So people would just come and do stuff. Like Drug deals would go down. The local university would, like, when they... The frats or, or the sororities would, like, have their haze and things there. Like, weird things happened there, yeah. but a lot of bad things happened. And, like, a couple times in my life, there was a car literally on fire probably 10 yards from my bedroom. Um, when that, that the professor was like, "Go, India is a better, like, place. It's like, oh, really? Did you grow up in a neighborhood where cars were set on fire? Right. Because I did. God. We would have to call the police a lot, you know. And I don't feel like I, like, people call the police around here because someone's, like, stereo's too loud. <laughs> yeah. I really do love the suburbs, but again, it's one of those things like I like being an American I love being an american, but i can I can criticize it right and i and and that's part of like one of the things that terrify me too is like whenever anyone criticizes like this country all of a sudden they're attacked, and like that's kind of like basically like ask a founding father right be like, hey, would you want someone to be attacked or demonized for like criticizing things the government does and they would be like, what
1: that's kind of what we tried not to do. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, to me. That's uh. Was I was studying a, a bunch of uh, different religions for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was it was an interest of mine. Uh. And to me, what I found uh, to be the most interesting was uh, Judaism and their mm-hmm. approach to their approach to f- their faith. And, uh, it was it was fascinating because there was this whole, uh, story. This proverb or this parable, I, I, I guess, that they would, uh, a parable would be a better a better word for it. Basically, the, the long and short of the whole thing was, like, if you're not actively questioning your entire faith and even the existence of your God, you're a bad Jew. And, yeah. And that was like, whoa, that's so cool. I love that. I love yeah. that it's this, it is, because basically the idea then is that you're not an active uh, practice, practitioner of that faith. Mm -hmm. And so that means you're bad at that faith because you should be actively involved in it. And I think that sort of same mindset should be the approach of being an American. Like, how will it ever, like, complacency is the death of everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're just like, well, I'm an American, check that box, boom, done, going to go about my day now. No, like, we should wrestle with the issues that are going on. That's the only way
0: to actually make America great. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, don't don't say don't not, wait, I'll I'll, s- I'll say again because if you said it completely that's I think that phrase is trademark and Trump would sue you. I think oh, he would really? come for that, me. I well, I I would. I mean like if I trademark something I'd come after everyone. I mean oh, intellectual fair. property is the future. <laughs> like it is now. I mean like we can talk about like things like intellectual property, but I think it was Thomas Aquinas who said faith without reason is superstition. He actually he so do you know Thomas Aquinas oh, yeah. yeah okay like yeah yeah, that's right we we talked about him before but like yeah. that idea like he I went wrote to multiple catholic schools yeah <laughs> and, um, I know about Thomas Aquinas but remember like he wasn't didn't he write that that like the proofs against God and he basically argued against himself yeah. because he's like if I can I'm going to argue that God doesn't exist but I'm because but, I'm going to prove that he does exist right but like that, I mean that was like didn't he live before the renaissance yes yeah so he was even before the Renaissance where, like, people were burnt at the stake. Here's this guy saying, like, I'm going to write something saying God does not exist because I, I believe in God so much. I'm going to, like, everything I can think of that someone would say God doesn't exist, I'm going to disprove it. Mm-hmm. Think of that. That guy lived hundreds of years ago, like a conservative, like, Christian, and they would, they'll would they slap you if you say, like, we're going I'm going to, let's do this. And right. it's like, we've, we've moved back so far. And it's like people, people that have their faith, you know, um, I'm not, I don't really subscribe to any particular faith. Yeah, um, neither do I. But I think it's that idea, like, you really, you should, like, think about your beliefs. And if not, like, I I don't, you can call yourself a Christian, and if you never really think about your faith, you're, you're not really anything to me, because it's like, that's just a habit. Right. I brush my teeth every day, but I'm not a dentist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah, I just, perfect. I brush my teeth every day, because it's a habit. It's a good right. habit. Go, if you go to church because you enjoy the people around you, that's a good habit. But don't sit there and throw your faith at me because it's like, is it really faith? Because you never really think about it. Right. Because, like, you know, there's lots of things that, like, especially I'm going to just, like, stick to Christianity because I, I know a little bit about other faiths. And mm-hmm. But, like, you know, like, people will throw things out there in Christianity and you're like, well, you know, I think if Jesus was in the room, he'd be a little bothered by that. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, people, like, the idea of, like, not helping poor and unfortunate. Like, my foster child was born, and um, I always talk about foster because I it's it, there's a need for foster parents. Completely. But, like, she's clearly not trying to scam the system. Right. She is a child. She's a few months old. Yeah. She was born, and she's part of this system, and, like, recently they had this, like, it was like a levy or something um to try to get more money for the jobs and family services which she is under but people say think they hear that they think oh like people who are on welfare and stuff like you know what yeah every system someone abuses it there there are people who are on welfare who are just lazy right Right. not everybody it's not my mother who died on government assistance after working 40 years right you know so it's the same concept of the it's better to let
1: 99 murderers go free than have one innocent go to prison exactly it's that that same mindset where it's like yeah people will take advantage of the system just because that's what people do there's there's people who do that for all things all the time but then to give up on everyone because of a miserable few is
0: that's no way to live Yeah, like that was one of the reasons why. Like, I used to love Rush Limbaugh. Like every day, I would because I worked second shift, so I can listen to him on on the way to work. As I got older, I'm like, here I am, this young guy working in this factory, and I see the the very like conservative bosses and stuff and managers, and they're totally scamming the system. So the 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 company had a a box at the and for the Buffalo Sabers. And it, people knew that like there were certain people who always seemed to get like the tickets they gave away for that, and there were people who busted their ass, right? But they they weren't schmoozing. So like yeah, yeah, I hate that game. yeah it's a it's a game, and like we and like I let we I think we like last night we all went to dinner with the B Squad, yeah, and like they were part of the original lost episode but we'll, we'll get the other two in where we went to the renaissance festival it was awesome i i really want to re- re-record that because I, i'd like to revisit it just because yeah. that was that was it, fun i i like talking about those suburban diversions yeah like i, I think what i'm going to do with the podcast is like one-on-ones mm-hmm. and then like group things and like maybe get different people one-on-one or like maybe like me and you talking to a third person like right because like I don't, you know, I, I like the idea of, like, just conversations with people and, and, and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so, like, that's the, moving forward. I'm, you know, thinking about this. This is, like, um, but, yeah, but, like, we've we've experienced this idea of, like, the in-crowd at, like, the MFA. Yep. That's why we're the B-Squad. B-Squad. You know. Um, or as Ben called us, the also-rans. Yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. I'd love to have Ben in here. Oh, man. You know, know, know what I would love? Harry. Harry. Like he he me and him like message quite a bit. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was one of those people who like always nice, always talked to me, always wanted to hang out. Like he he'll message me every so often. And like well, one day he just said like he was asking about that duct tape sculpture I did. Yeah. And he's like, do you still have it? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I really liked it. I'm like, I forgot I had it down here to be honest. <laughs> That's. Fine. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. I just remember because he's like it was all about politics. You know, like if I'll describe it. So it's it's two pieces of of duct tape, two rolls of duct tape, one red, one blue. I unrolled them and then rolled them in on themselves so the sticky side is out, and placed them on a nice piece of purple heartwood, which is this wood from the Amazon, and it's, and it's basically my take on politics in America. It's beautiful that it's purple wood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and but it's foreign wood. Yeah, and it's you know, and I remember that like this is one of those things that like looking back on at the MFA program, I brought that in, and um, like I think people were just pissed about it. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think people thought I could do stuff like that. I have been judged. Like, people think they know who I am. And, like, it's like, no. Like, people, like, growing up, people thought I was dumb. When I was a kid, they thought I I had, I was, like, I need special education. It just turned out that I was illiterate to the sixth grade. Oh, wow. So, from kindergarten to the fifth grade, I went to private school. I don't know how my mother afforded it. But after a certain point, she couldn't afford it. So, we went to public school. And I remember... Very clearly going for testing, and it, I had to read this thing and then write about it, and like, but, and one of the things was like draw a picture of it. But I knew I couldn't read, yeah. right? So like the woman explained the instructions, and all. I just took the entire time drawing this thing, and then the woman's like talking to me, and I'm like I, I can't read, and she's like What do you mean you can't read? And I am like I, I can't read. Wow. And I remember like this woman like having the meeting with my mother and like the school people. And she's like, he can't read his, he's illiterate. He's not dumb. He has no learning disability other. Than he can't read. He's, he's in the sixth grade and no one taught him how to read. Wow. And then like, I just had to go for like reading classes, but I, I learned real quick. Yeah. Like, I yeah. Like, like huh. it didn't take me long cause I wasn't like a dumb kid and like, you know, but yeah, yeah. I was illiterate to the sixth grade.
1: That's wild.
0: Yeah. It is wild. No it idea. is wild. Yeah. Like I, I, remember I was talking with someone from art education in uh, I'm like, yeah, I was illiterate to the sixth grade, and um, and she was like, what? I'm like, yeah, and she's like, that's so that's so strange. Like, you know, she's like, I never knew anyone who was ever illiterate. Yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, I was illiterate. Like, so I feel like, I, part of me is like, I don't like when people are judged because I've been judged. Like, right. like, people literally thought I was like, I had developmental disability, or people just think I'm dumb or lazy, you know, I'm a big fat dude, but like, clearly I must be lazy. I had bosses say that like yeah like so I'll, you know most fat people are lazy and they, they eat the fast hell? food and I'm like no like yeah like I like I have like great stories about like people who like it's, I'm very sensitive because people have like for some reason thought that they could talk to me in a in a way where it's like if we were at, like any other place than like this business your mouth would be busted open right now buddy yeah you know That's um, you- I don't like it when people are, treat other people in a shitty way or disrespectful like, if someone is being ignorant, they have proven they don't deserve respect. Correct. But just because somebody is dumb or, like... There's there's a big difference between a lack
1: yeah. of intelligence and ignorance. Yes. There's a massive difference. Yes. Because a lot of times, ignorance is completely willful. Yeah. Whereas... That at least it is in my definition of it. There's uh, a lack of knowledge, and then there's ignorance. There's two different things. Yes. Like, just because somebody didn't somebody didn't know the sky was blue, they're not ignorant. They were just uninformed. Yeah. But somebody who said sky is blue, they're just like, mm, yeah. But I had somebody that I respected as a child tell me that it was actually Chartreuse. Um, so it's Chartreuse.
0: Yeah. And I refuse to believe anything else. Like yeah. Here's a, here's a great story about like that kind of thing. Um, so, someone, like, someone told me that, like, all squirrels have rabies. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like they carry, like, they can carry rabies? And they're like, no, all squirrels have rabies. And I'm like, well, well, no, they can carry rabies, but they don't, they're not born with rabies. And they're like, oh, no. And this was, like, an older person. And I'm like, why, why do you say that? They're like, well, when I was a kid, someone, like, chased a squirrel away from their baby because they were afraid the the squirrel had rabies. And they said, like, squirrels have rabies. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like, if I was sitting out on the porch and, like, a squirrel was trying to come near the foster daughter, I would be like, get away, because, like, like, animals do carry diseases and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, like, they carry that with them their entire lives. And they graduated from college. (laughs) They never, like, Google. do all squirrels have rabies, or they never thought about that idea that, like, because, like, rabies kills animals fairly quickly. Yeah. If, if you, here's the thing, rabies in human beings, if you don't get treated after a certain point, it has a 100% fatality yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah, it'll kill you, no question. Like, I, I asked I ask my wife, I'm like, is that true? And she's like, yeah. There's a window, and if you don't get treated, like, it's you, short. It's short. It? So, like, if you encounter anything, you get the shots. The doctor will be like, you're getting the first shot right now. No question, because it's such like if you if after that window you're dead, and Cause doesn't your brain just basically like melt? I don't know exactly what it is like. Or, like
1: that's a that we, was a very gross misunderstanding of it, or misrepresentation. I'm sure I don't think it
0: melts, but I think it deteriorates real fast. Yeah, but there's a great example of someone who has accepted something and then never thought about right. it. And like I get it. Like you don't have to be an animal expert, but just that idea. Some some ideas just seem so absurd and so just like take a moment and think about it and like that's that idea The difference between not knowing something and like ignorance and I'm not saying this person is ignorant they're not but like you could be ignorant about a thing Mm -hmm. and not be an ignorant person right because like I know I don't know a lot about lots of things oh yeah I don't know here's the thing I use toothpaste every day I don't know how they get toothpaste in the tube, right? I'm sure there's a machine that does it, but I don't know for sure how it happens. There is some person who, who knows how that happens because they probably run that machine in some third world country right. who injects the, the, the Colgate in the tube. Yeah. You know, and like they put the twist on. Like paint. I'm a painter. Oh, well, shoot.
1: Now you said Colgate and it's got the three
0: bands of color yes
1: oh man now this is gonna bother me
0: i know why doesn't it mix because as a painter yourself you know if you had two colors yeah they mix but how does it happen with colgate how do they keep those bands separate i don't know there's probably someone who's never gone to school who knows exactly how it works because they've seen it happen they might not know the science behind it you know, that's probably someone else, but, like, they know, they've seen it happen. It's going to bother me now. I know, see? This is a, this is the kind of stuff. I, I, I didn't even think of it. I was like, yeah, they just shoot it in there. Oh, man, you said the Colgate. And I was like, Hol, hold on. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that when I'm home with, like, just taking care of the kid and the dogs, I think about... Yeah. Because there's only so much like Netflix or or like that's why I love YouTube and the internet. But YouTube is interesting because like weird stuff. I'm going to, I think I might like part of this podcast just do a series on certain things I find on on, on YouTube and just talk about it. It's because like just like normal people, normal people because like conversations are awesome. And um, yeah, it's just like I just like everyone has something interesting even if they don't think about it. Like, my my wife's cousin he he's an electrician and he did this wiring and I'm like why did you decide to be an electrician and it was kind of a cool story right yeah I would love, love to get him in here and just talk about it cuz it was it was a cool story like he thought I was being funny about it but I'm like no seriously why why did you choose to be an electrician right you know like why did someone choose to be a baker you know it's like sometimes you're just stuck doing that other but that that journey is interesting right. or can be interesting you know, like, I love travel. Like, I, you know, I want to, I would love to, like, like do a road trip. You I'm know, down. like, just talk about it. Like, I love. Oh, going for
1: going for drives and just looking at the scenery uh, it, on, like, state routes and stuff like that.
0: It's great. Yeah, and but, just, like, you're from Dayton. You know, like, um, did I tell you about a, a, a friend of mine who lives in Seattle? She's doing a, uh, she wants to do an art show about, like, like, Rust Belt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But like that kind of stuff, because to me, like I think LinkedIn with a lot of like the suburbs is like that American dream. The suburbs are like the visual representation of the American dream. Mm-hmm. If that's the best of, the worst of is like these like cities like Middleport, you know. Um, that book, uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Did you ever hear about that? I've heard of it. Yeah, and it's basically like these like industrial towns, and then like when manufacturing went away, they're dying. They're they're dead. And Buffalo's like that. Luckily, it was a big enough city that, like, it was... The population in Buffalo was 50% of what it was in, like, the 60s or 50s. Wow. Yeah, That's like, a massive decline. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And it's not all because they, people moved to the suburbs. Literally, the population went away. But it's that idea that, like, we... There's definitely genuine problems, you know? The idea of, like... I don't understand why people, when they hear the term white privilege, get really pissed off about it. Right. You know, because you can't tell, say, like, someone who, like grew up in middleport who's like their grandfather you know who bought a house went on vacations worked got a pension and now they can't find a job except at the local you know they didn't do anything right and they're a white dude and it's like well, where's my privilege but the problem is is that they're it's not completely that term i think it's a bad term or it, it is true yes like, yes you it's, know
1: it's it's one of those where it it suffers from a branding issue whereas yeah. the
0: message is very accurate and i think it's one of those people people it's one of those things that people love to take extremes of it like the people who are like oh white privilege like to throw it at like you're a white person you have privilege it's like listen don't attack people with it because right. you're not going to convert them because it's like this it's like have you ever gone to to get your pictures taken with, with santa in your life no okay no. See, yeah, I know if that. If you went there, if you went to go get your picture taken with Santa, yeah, would you ever worry about Santa not being the same color as you? Nope. Exactly. It's things like that. Right. And that might not seem like a lot, but it's like, if you don't understand how being around everyone else has, is a different color than you, how you don't notice that, and how that makes you like really be kind of a little self-conscious. Oh, very much so, I'm sure. If you're a white person, go to a black neighborhood, and just go to a grocery store in a black neighborhood and like you'll notice it. I've I've done it. Oh yeah. And I'm like, it's like I'm there's like two white people here. Me, the dude over there. I know I stand out because right. people are looking at me. They're probably like what that white dude doing here? Right. And I'm like I don't know what I'm doing here either because I just have to pick up something. I'm normally not here. Right. People are visual creatures, you know. And again, it's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like you have to understand that it's like yeah, like we up until like I think I still th- I'm not exactly sure about the demographics, but I think still the predomin- most people in America are white. Yeah, like you it's, know, it's a pretty large percentage. But I think I think it's like twenty forty. It's going to be an even distribution. It's in my paper somewhere, and yeah. I, I actually like it's. I think it'll it'll be like an even distribution. No one race color will say be the dominant one in this country. Right. You know,
1: it's uh, it's been an interesting experience for me. Um, so my uh my nephew is is biracial. Okay. Yes, uh, he's uh, he's half white, half black. Because my brother being in the uh, in the navy and being on frequent deployments, he uh, was raised by my parents. And my brother's significantly older than me, so really, my nephew he grew up around me. I grew up around him a lot. Um, and he's 15 now, which is wild, uh, but that's beside the point. But it's it's interesting watching his development and the the difficulties he's gone through growing up. There are times where it's like. Well, what do you mean it's like, you know, seeing interactions between him and my parents would so be like, yeah, well, it's hard. My parents are they're, they're great people. They have a hard time understanding just because that's not an experience they've had. They're like, mm. we've given you like everything. So what? what's hard? Because we, we've done everything for you at any given moment. Yeah. But he has this difficulty. So he's in high school now where he's too black for the white kids and too white for the black kids. And so he has these like personas he switches between yeah. and he acts completely differently based on what group he's around um and that's that's got to be hard and it's wild to see that there's predispositions and those those viewpoints on on both sides which uh you don't really get to see when you're only interacting with somebody of that other side but then there's that middle point and they're like
0: being like bungee corded between both sides all the time and that's It's hard to see. They talk about a lot of that in uh, foster care. Really? Um, Because, yeah, because, like, you know, you could be a foster parent and have a child of a different race and, like, Mm -hmm. how that affects the child. And a lot of times it's like the the foster parents are like, oh, you know, like, we're we're really great. And, like, people are like, yeah, but, like, they notice it. They notice it. And, like, they know they stick out. Well, I mean, what was was that? There was that guy, he, um... Oh, I forgot. It was, like, some southern state. He, um... Someone called the cops on him because he was a black guy. He was babysitting mm-hmm. these white kids that were his friend's kids. It's, they called the cops. That's just so unexcusable. And I think, like... Like, we, we view people by the way they look and, um... So, like, like people who are, like, in a different place, you know if you're the minority or you know you're the majority and that mm. affects how you how you view the things. But I, it's also, like, I think people who, um... Have, they know they're in the majority. When they start to feel like they're in the minority, they get mad. They get real defensive. I mean, yeah. think about this, right? Recently with the politics, up until the, the midterms, like Republicans control the the White House and both in Congress. Right. But you still hear, like people I knew who were conservatives still talked as if like they didn't have power or they are the underdogs. Right. I talked about the Brett Kavanaugh thing and they're like, oh, the, the Democrats are going to stop his his confirmation. I'm like, they can't. They can't. They don't have the votes in the Senate. Mm-hmm. They they can't. Even if it's fifty fifty, Mike Pence, the vice president, breaks a tie. Right there, you go. They can't break. You know, and it's like if, if he comes out of hiding. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike Pence keeping a real low profile right now. I think. I mean, like, you know, I vice presidents usually do, but like, oh, I mean, yeah. how are you gonna? I mean, Mike Pence is a pretty low key guy, and then he's like standing next to like Donald Trump. You know. You know, it's like if I was on stage next to like I don't know. I don't even know who, man. Like, like a big personality? Yeah, like a big personality. Freddie Mercury. That's Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. You know, I'm a big fat dude on stage, and Freddie Mercury's just normal-sized dude, but he would be, like, all over the place. Yeah. People would be like, what? And I'd be like, oh, man, i just going to back up into the crowd. <laughs> um, Yeah, my, my wife said we should, because um, I, I, you know, she knew you were coming over, and um, she's like, oh, Yo, you guys should talk about your diets and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm on a diet to lose weight, yeah. But you're on a diet to gain weight. But maybe next yes. time, I don't want to like, you know, get off. Divert too much. Yeah. yeah. No, that.
1: I mean, that could be an interesting segue, though. Is you were talking about the uh, people taking a, a nugget of truth, yeah, and then running with it to this extreme. And I think the perfect example of that is health. There's a lot of quote unquote, or a lot of like health writing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's people like, oh well. Back when people were fit, they, we, at, at the peak of human condition, all we did was eat raw meat and some fruit off trees. So I'm going to just eat that, and that'll make me healthy. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, but sure, that's how we did it back then. We've also developed a lot differently since then. And yeah. It's, uh, there's, there, uh, it, I think that self-misinformation based off of a nugget of truth
0: yeah because like there's a lot of like there's it is interesting because like diet but like our our misconceptions about like like okay so here's like medieval people right like people think that medieval people like it it was not a fun time but i was watching this this show about like archaeologists were talking about like when they dig up a medieval grave Really easy way to tell if someone's just, like, a peasant or a higher class. Like, how many teeth the person has. Right. Peasants had all their teeth. Yep. Rich people didn't. Because the food that peasants ate didn't mm-hmm. deteriorate the teeth. It was, like, it was basically just, like, plain mush. Like, it, was, it kept them alive. Where wealthier people had, they had access to sweets and stuff that, mm-hmm. that would deteriorate their teeth. But, like, and, like, they had very strong jaw muscles and stuff. Like, the bone was really dense. And so... My wife where the hospital she works, there's a dentist and I was talking with her and I'm like, Is that true? And she's like, Yeah She's like like if you grind your teeth a lot, it actually the density of your jaw increases. Right. Because it's just a natural reaction. It's like I broke my leg, right? Around the break it's it's a little thicker there because exactly. that's just a reaction to your right. body to be super super durable just
1: repeatedly break all yeah
0: your so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna start throwing myself downstairs because like because i okay so here it is so like okay i am on a diet to lose weight i'm on the keto diet right mm. and it's it's one of those things it's like so i was watching youtube and like the keto thing popped up and it was like keto on steroids and this guy's like here's the key no carbs zero carbs because like you know the keto is like 70 percent fat yeah 20 or 75 percent fat 20 percent protein 5 percent carbs and he's like no carbs and i'm like what so he's going over the diet but then right so it's like he says no carb diet but then he's like oh just eat like nine cups of leafy greens and i'm like well there there are carbs in right so technically it's not zero carbs excuse me it's just eating good carbs. Yeah, it's like he—it's what he considers carbs, right? Like, but I'm it's like, well, it's like, that's don't eat starch. Is basically yeah, what he's saying. you know. And then there's like the you get into the keto. There's all these supplements. I I bought one. It's this stuff. It's um, I think it's like powdered medium chain triglycerides. You know. Yeah. And I it I would not buy it again, but I, I tried it just to see. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, but it's like you know, there's all these supplements, and it's like you know, basically, it's just like just eat some some like foods that have like like good fats in it you know right. it's a tough diet to stick to because like it's a boring diet i bet I, don't... I, I i i i have I can tell that I have lost weight but it's one of those things like because I'm also trying like intermittent fasting like I didn't eat for twenty two hours you know um, i i i, I... I feel like I'm dying if I don't eat for two. Exactly. Like, but it's that idea. So I'm an older guy. You're a younger guy. But like, even when I was young, your age, I, it was hard for me to lose weight. It's weird. This like, we're both on diets but different purposes. You're trying to gain weight. Cause you're, right. you're, you're, what are you like? 150. You said? Yeah. 150, which, uh, yeah. since I
1: like started working out, I've. Right no, I'm, I'm like 150, a little above 150 now, but yeah. that's beside the point. But basically, I, since I started working out and focusing more on actually, like, making a point of eating, because it's easy yeah. for me to ignore. Yeah. Uh, hung, I can ignore a lot of, like, bodily needs really easily when I'm focused on I stuff. I know. It's
0: just, like, when we, were, we had studios mm-hmm. in the same building, you stunk some days. And some days I knew you pooped yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh, no. Uh, that is... Not, not to that extent. <laughs> the work may have been shitty, but I wasn't, um, lost my train of thought. Oh, but I, I really, really, really skinny. Like, and also during undergrad, I had a lot of like anxiety issues. Um, yeah. and I like got scary skinny at one point. Yeah. Cause like I, I couldn't eat like during yeah. this time span. So I really wanted to work on getting out of that and everything. And so I've, I've put on like 20 or 25 pounds since then. And it's, yeah,
0: that's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, it takes a really long time. Uh, yeah. And it's, and it's oh, your diet is that you have to eat a lot. I'm like, when you're not hungry anymore and it's 8 o'clock at night, but you still need to eat
0: 800 more calories and get 30 more grams of protein in for the day. It sucks. To me, I want to slap you because you're saying that. But I think this this is actually a good segue because it's like, like your problem Is my dream. My problem might be your dream. It's like I can I can put on weight real quick. Right. Being older, my metabolism is slow. You know, so like instead of just being pissed at you, I'm like, well, we both have a problem. Right. That involves around like diet. So, like, focus on that. Get to a point where
1: I just feel good. And yeah. Like, and, and, and not even feel good about myself because I do. I'm happy yeah. with how I am and how I look. Yeah. It's just like I'd like to be a little bit more in, in that like good range is yeah. all. Well. And like, uh, I like the idea of being physically fit. I just yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, looking up a lot of research or like trying to find like research and stuff like that is that there's very
0: little on like, my end of the stick it, it must be hard because a lot of the things you could probably gain weight if you ate like like nothing but fast food like crammed in really no
1: it doesn't really it, i i never put on any weight that's not muscle i just you really make me want to strangle you i yeah, uh, i mean like I, I i it's 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 weird genetics how it works i just incinerate food with my metabolism Well,
0: here's look at look forward to this like you get older your metabolism slows down and at one point you'll just like be okay with gaining weight and then like you're you know that's fair yeah because I was I was thinking about that I was talking with she's like "Ah, I hate people like that you know because she's on the diet too and um, like trying to lose some weight and um, people get really mad at me I don't know we just like to be mad at people who's they have the thing that we wish happened and it's like you know what that's just dumb because like you know like you know again like this the thing with the like the MFA program like there was a lot of things that irritated. We should talk about that one one day oh, or yeah. another podcast because that's a that's a series of podcasts. That is a saga. Um, but at one point you're like, you know what, I I need to I am causing my own problems because of what I focus on, what I do. So I'm gonna. It's my fault. I got to right. remove myself from that. Right. And um. You know, it's like that idea, like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I could be kind of irritated about you You can't gain weight. But then I'm like, well, you know what? Like, why? Contra-training on that is is stupid. It's selfish. I should be like, you know, we both have an issue... And, like, maybe we should just, like, like talk about, like, our improvements and stuff like that. And, like, look at the positive and be like, right. hey, listen, you know, like. But I, I think it's, like, I, this is a good example of how, like, everyone has their own thing. Their own hardship. Their own struggles. But their own, like, pursuits. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, focusing on the specifics of it, we should say, like, have you reduced the negatives in your life and... and Increase the positives, right. right? Whatever those negatives or positives are, you know, because like one person's positive positive is another person's negative. And it's like, like, why don't we do that? It's like, everyone has probably gotten shit in their life from somebody, right? No one enjoys it. I grew up poor and white. It's not the same as growing up like poor and black.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I understand what's like, like, like not have money. So instead of just like saying like, oh, well, what about the white people getting better? Why don't we just say like, listen, people, there's people over there they're getting shit on. I don't like getting shit on. Why don't we just like work on people not getting shit on, mm-hmm. you know? And even if I am working on people who are not like me, eventually maybe people will help like my situation or people That's... like me, I'm a I here's the thing, my my we're actually trending down. It's kind of scary where like it's like you're more likely to be a lower economic status. In this country, than your parents. Oh, I, I, my generation's doomed. But it's like, you know, so why don't we just, you know, we, it's that idea of like, no one likes getting shit on, no one likes getting fucked with. Why not, like, if we can help someone else who's nothing like us and their problems has nothing to do with ours, that's the one trickle down that works. Yes, That's the one time where I truly believe because let's face it, part of read my paper, part of it is during the Reagan administration, the deficit went up over one hundred and forty percent. Right, that's a fact, a statistic from the from the heritage foundation not exactly a left-wing right. place but they just then they justify it right you know and that's another thing that people do is like you do something you're a jerk but when like i do it or someone i like does it it's okay because i can justify it can you really justify it or is it just because it's not the person over there that you disagree exactly. with you know
1: gotta, gotta hold that party line
0: yeah hold that's... that party line it's people call it tribalism and stuff, but it's, yeah. you know that's that's like one of those buzz terms now. Everything's tribal, you know, just like it's 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 fashionable to make fun of like academics and colleges, right. you know, which is funny because again, it's like there's clearly problems with it. But like, oh yeah, there's massive issues. I, yeah. I could go on and on
1: about the issues. In yeah, we'll, we'll
0: we'll have to do a podcast and just like we'll write down stuff and bitch about it. Yeah. Hopefully, like Sammy and uh, and Jill are here. If not, we can just bitch about it. Yeah, it's fashionable. But like I, I talk. Like my mother in law is a conservative person, and I'm like, I'm like, listen, universities and higher education does tend to be liberal. I'm not going to ar- disargue. Are you saying there's no conservative forces in our country? Like the military, right? Business. Yeah. You know, I worked I worked in a, a very corporate place. It was very conservative. Even, like, law enforcement tends to be more conservative. Very much you so. You know? So, like, yeah, like there, there's clearly forces that are lean one way to the other. And it's like they kind of, like, need to balance themselves out. You know? But if you concentrate on one being bad, you're clearly just going on your bias. You're, right. Because you then think, like, everything should just be like this. And it's like, she also did say that she thinks colleges have a bigger impact on politics than the, the military in our country. And I'm like, well, half the half the federal budget is dedicated to the military, so I don't think so. Yeah, we're going to take a pass on that one. Yeah, I'm sure, sh- like, a lot of people are educated, but we we don't go to war over differences of academic opinion, really. No. You know, well, I mean, we are at a 15-year war, and it has nothing to do with, like, someone's academic opinion. We have, well, there's two wars that are going into decade plus you know
1: so yeah it's not like we've been you know at war in the in the middle east
0: because a freudian interpretation of things whereas listen if someone read my thesis paper and they wanted to make me their enemy and actually wage war on me that would be awesome because i'd be like my paper must be so powerful seriously i that would be like i like kim jong-un reads my thesis paper it's translated into korean and he's like this guy's gotta go he's gotta (laughs) go He's got to go. I'd be like, yes, yes. This I, is I, the power of this been is seeking. the power. This is my brain. My brain unit has like made people mad. My brain. You know who I would love to talk to, by the way, because exactly. I know sometimes I slip into my version of his voice, George W.
1: Yeah,
0: i love yeah. We talked about like we love his paintings, but like, yep. can you imagine be like, hey guys, how's it going? Like, that's my my George that's W. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good like, w. three two one W. That, that every time go he goes somewhere, he's like three, two, one, W. Does he do that? No, that's in my mind. That's what that's he does. That's amazing. When we're like, where it's like drinking coffee, he's like, "Hey man, how's it going?" It's like, "I got to get going." You know, three, two, one, W. <laughs> that's I'm so like, good. Go, buddy, go. That's good. Yeah, I can do a decent Obama impersonation,
1: but that's it. Yeah, let's hear it. My name is Barack Obama, and
0: I'm here to speak today about the issues facing our nation. That's pretty good. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I like. I like. Uh, a, like uh, impersonations that are like not all the way there, but they're close. Yeah. You know, because it's like, if you can do it all the way, I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, wow. You're, you're perfect. Wow. But it's not funny. You right. Know? But yeah, I would love to totally off topic because I, I slip into like, I, I fantasize about like just hanging out with him and knowing him. Like, I, I don't agree with his politics. um, But I think, but I think that's one of those things that's where like, you know, like um Mitt Romney, I don't agree with his politics. Oh, Mitt. I, 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 if it's me and him on an elevator, I'd be like, yeah. you know, yeah. but like, you know, like George W. I'd be like, wow, it's you. It, it probably, he'd probably be like, ha, ha. I
1: don't know. There was a, that, that when Mitt Romney was campaigning and uh, we convinced him that, uh, kind of name was Mitt. We're like, oh, it's short for mittens. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had him convinced. and I don't think he ever figured out, at least during the time that I knew him, that his name was not, in fact, Mittens Romney
0: Oh, that's awesome! Nonsense like that. Yeah, and it's Mittens Romney Yeah, it's it's a it's a funny time, you know. Um, I don't I don't know anything else you want to talk about. I, I feel as if like pretty good. We've gone all over the place. Yeah, we have gone all all over pace for the first like. Uh, this is going to go out. This is going to go out. I uh, I found my external hard drive for my computer. I've uh, I've have a Faraday cage constructed to block the the future waves coming in. We this starts the paradigm shift.
1: We're gonna stop those chemtrails in a hundred
0: years. Yeah, yeah, the chemtrails. Nah, I got air scrubbers. I got tinfoil hats. Um, in in a hundred years, there are gonna be statues of us, and it's gonna be like us like sitting someplace with a mic between us. And there's gonna be like flowers everywhere and like, you know, people are gonna be like dee, dah, dee, dah. <gasps> flying cars powered by vegetable oil, you know. Um, kinda of like where we'd be right now if it, if uh Al Gore won in the election. Exactly. They were talking about that the other day because of like they're doing the recounts in Florida. Yeah. They were talking about the El Gore and I'm like totally forgot about like Al Gore could have been president.
1: I forgot about that. Too. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. It's crazy, you know. So maybe like conspiracy theories. I lo- I love good conspiracy theories. I like cryptids. So oh, that'll yeah. probably come up in in a in a oh, podcast. Yeah. I love things about Bigfoot. Mm. Um, and there's a local, the the Loveland, the Loveland Frog. Loveland Frog. I am familiar with Loveland Frog. Loveland Frog showed up
1: in an article recently, really online, and I was really excited that it was in there. I was like, we, "Yeah, so like maybe
0: like we do that. Like we'll go to like Loveland Bike. Show. Point Point Pleasant, yeah. uh, uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Is not that far from here. That's I don't think. True. You know, just like stuff like that. You know, so like if yeah. if you found this podcast, one, you're probably at the bottom of the podcast barrel. Yeah, right? but um, we're
1: here for you yeah. in this. In this dark place, you found
0: yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just I think it's funny that like we're both have master's degrees and um on a podcast, so maybe start a Patreon page. Ooh, that'd yeah. be good. I, know. <laughs> I can and I'll start. <laughs> Who I have here? To, I, they get a, they get a gift. Here is my uh, Uncle Chuck's Pond of Broken Dreams mini comic. Oh hell That's yeah! For you. And Thank if, you so much. If you would like, you can take a roll of duct tape. Oh my goodness. Thank but, you so uh, much. Yeah. So um thanks for coming. Um thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll do it again and we'll just come up with different topics and like I said like the these will just be like about like almost like anything and everything because like, you know, being bored, you got to fill up that time somehow and like I just come, like things, you know, when I'm mowing the lawn, I think of stuff. It's good. Plus too, I think my wife Hope is is hoping that um by doing this, I'll stop talking to myself as much. Because, like, she'll, I, I've always talked to myself. People used to catch me, but my wife catches me all the time, and she's like, what are you thinking about? What are you doing over there? You can even have like a whole like thing where we talk about other podcasts we like.
1: And I can plug my own podcast
0: too. That's right. Yeah, totally
1: do it. Yeah. Once once it's up. Once it's up. I'll wait. Till it's, well, unless I want to start building hype right now. Probably beginning of December, I'm making a uh, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast that I have uh, written the uh, campaign for myself. We're calling our our, our little group uh, True Meta Incorporated, and. Uh, <laughs> That's how you can find us. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on pretty much everything.
0: Okay. All right. I, I will subscribe to it. Cool. And uh, on that note, I think this we kind of wraps it up, you know. Excellent. Cool. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and, like, we'll do this again. Sounds All good. Right.